1: decade
0: of the in-between podcast where you'll discover ideas to build a strong connected and joy-filled marriage and family my name is daniel m
1: and i'm christina m
0: it really is a new decade can isn't you it?
1: believe that
0: 2020
1: oh that just looks so nice i can't wait to write it 2020 that's
0: <laughs> true i think in high school i must have had i mean it was the 90s so it was like wow you know is is there even ever gonna be a twenty twenty like it's Well just, it just even Y two K, year two thousand. Can yeah, you remember
1: that? Yes, I remember my parents literally did a huge stockpile in their basement because We all thought the world was ending. Yeah,
0: my parents didn't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you didn't have to eat beans for months afterwards. That's what we had, canned beans. Yeah, mm, I'm
0: glad for that. (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about how to set goals and achieve them. Because it's the new year, right? I mean, it's the most natural time to set resolutions and goals.
1: Right, and it's the most natural time to think about and reflect about what you did last year yeah, and also looking toward the future and this new decade of what do I want to accomplish in this year? What do I want to accomplish in this next decade? Now, the thing about setting goals is it's not just about writing them down in your journal and saying a quick prayer and wishing upon a lucky star. You actually have to put effort into achieving this goal. And that takes a lot of tenacity to do that.
0: It does, right? It's it's not even really about how many goals you have them, or how many goals you have, or how big the goals are. It's just, can you set one and accomplish it? <laughs> because there's this recent article that I read from Forbes magazine that said that less than 25% of people actually stay committed to their resolutions after just 30 days, So only 25% stay committed (laughs) right after a month and only 8% end up accomplishing them.
1: I remember talking about this last year in our New Year's podcast episode about how my friends and I would always go to the gym, you know, January 2nd and see all these people there taking up our treadmills and our ellipticals and stuff. And then probably about in a month, it would be a lot less. Mm-hmm. Where I remember last year, realizing that it wasn't even a month, I think it was two weeks and everyone started to trickle out already. So it's really interesting to think about even how fast paced our lives are and how we want all these instant results you know like losing 10 pounds that takes a long time to do it efficiently and a lot of people are like nah whatever maybe next year
0: yeah now on the flip side in just setting a goal there's actually a dopamine rush that comes when you set the goal and you tell people about the goal that you're setting and you post it on social media and you're like first day at the gym and you know you know all the notifications and the comments are like, yeah, I and there's so much dopamine that actually comes with that that studies say that actually then kills the motivation
1: oh so because you've got the reward already exactly interesting exactly. which
0: actually is why a lot of people start writing books but many don't actually finish there's not many that actually finish because they've already gotten the dopamine rush from people being like oh i wish i could write a book i can't believe you're doing this i can't wait for you to finish it exactly and the reward's completely gone so just a really quick tip if you've set a big goal maybe don't announce it on social media just get maybe announce it a couple months later does that mean it even (laughs) exists yes if you
1: don't announce it on social media
0: oh such truth, isn't it?
1: <laughs> We're finally Facebook official. Yeah, yeah. So
0: when it comes to goals, obviously, there's one thing to do is, is, uh, is to set it, to set it. There's another side of it to maybe not announce it right away. But really, if you're thinking about what is the best way to achieve goals, it's to make sure that they're specific, There's this acronym called SMART, and we're going to have a free downloadable or a printable at inbetween.org slash episode 81 that you can grab just to help you set your goals for 2020. But SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So really, most of the times our goals are just too vague or we're not setting them. And if we are setting them... It's just maybe they're too big or they're they're too big, right? They're either one. So what is stupid? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're just waiting for that. I know.
1: Yes. So let's
0: let's actually walk through this acrostic. What does a smart goal stand for? Let's start with the first one, which is specific.
1: So a goal needs to be specific, and a specific objective has a much greater chance of being accomplished than just a general goal or objective. So to set a specific objective, you must answer. And I love these the six W questions. Don't you feel like you're back in school, like the five Ws (laughs) and the and the how or whatnot? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, the six W questions are: Who is involved? What do I want to accomplish? Where will it happen? When will it happen by? Which requirements and constraints exist? And the last one is, why do I want to accomplish this goal or objective?
0: Yeah, so I know you're like, if you're on the treadmill or you're driving and you're like,
1: oh, I want to write that down.
0: Yeah, just go to inbetween.org slash episode 81 and the printable is going to have all of these questions in it. It's going to be a great template for you to set your goals for 2020. So let's actually walk through each of these W's. And maybe let's use our transition back to Canada mm-hmm. as an example. So if we were to be like, okay, we're transitioning back to Canada. And our goal, our specific goal was, hey, we don't want to put our kids, like we don't want to be too busy.
1: Right. We want to it's help too, them transition well.
0: Exactly. So that's still vague, right? It's still vague. How do we make it specific? So one thing that we said was to make this transition successful and not be too busy because we don't really know how our schedule is going to turn out let's not put them in any extracurriculars the first few months so who is involved our kids and us right, right. what do we want to accomplish well we want, we don't want to be too busy so we want to make sure that uh, we have room to meet and room to create new rhythms where will it happen well, it's going to happen within the home. It's going to happen in where we're driving. Our
1: lifestyle in Edmonton. Exactly.
0: Right. When will it happen by? In the first few months. Which requirements and constraints exist? Because we don't want to be too busy. No extracurriculars. And why do we want to accomplish the, the objective? Because we want to experience this new rhythm and what life looks like here. Because we didn't necessarily want to just say, well, the way our life looked like in Nashville is obviously going to impose itself here. No, it's not. Everything is different. It's a new city, a new town, new school, new church, new everything.
1: Right. And I love the specific question of which requirements and constraints exist, because I think that really helps um, chunk up the goal into very measurable things so we can always be like okay so if um a huge deal came on swimming lessons and we're like oh that that sounds so great you know like five dollars for six months or something and sign me up (laughs) (laughs) and we're like wow that sounds amazing and usually i would jump on that but if our goal is to help our children transition well maybe swimming is not the right time Mm -hmm. and so you're like "Eh, it's so great but no
0: yeah, now I'm glad you talked about measurable because that's the next component to setting goals, right? To setting smart goals. The first one is specific, the next one is make sure that your goals are measurable. So, what are what 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 does that concrete criteria look like for you to measure progress toward this objective that you want to set, whichever goal that you want to set. So, in order to determine if your objective or if your goal is measurable, you need to ask yourself questions like how much, how many, how will I know when it's accomplished? So you need to be able to quantify this goal. Otherwise, it's going to be too vague or it's going to be too massive and you'll have no chance at all to achieve it. And you know, you're going to give up.
1: Right. So it's really nice to be able to chart something, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh, I, I finished up one or, you know, I made it to um, this class or uh, different things that that would be able to, to help you break down that huge goal into measurable steps. Yeah. So, you know us, we love the nitty gritty and getting into it. So instead of just being like, hey, you know, um, this is just measurable, so on and so forth. Let's use a real life example. Mm -hmm. So for Daniel and I, one of our goals in 2020 is to date more often. Uh, We (laughs) usually... Yes, it has been uh, because we've been in transition and then to our car accidents and a hundred and thousands of doctor's appointments, it seems like. Every free moment we felt like was just consumed by many things that we're not used to having in our calendar. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know what? What was the first thing to go? Well, one of them was sleep. And I think another one was really that we didn't really have um, date times together. No,
0: we didn't. Yeah, it really did fall off. The bandwagon, not bandwagon, it it fell off the radar Right, is a better word. Mondays are our day off and with all of our kids in school, well, at least Macarius is half day every day, uh, we have at least the Monday mornings free. So that is our date time, kind of reserved and ready to go and early on we were able to go on walks and do different things and eventually it just kind of ended up falling off.
1: Because we had doctor's appointments. Yes, exactly.
0: So Christina's gift to me for Christmas was actually um, a whole bunch of coupons. So it was was a really neat idea where it was these date coupons that we actually have. We have a printable on inbetween.org for. But it was these coupons where Christina did all this research on which cafes and restaurants or places are open Mondays. So that we can actually go and explore the city and explore different cafes. Cause for me, being a creature of habit, oftentimes we'll I'll just kind of go back to our defaults. It's like, oh yeah, it's Monday. Where do you want to go? Well, let's go back to the Italian center, or let's go to trusty old Starbucks, or let's go here, let's go there. But it's hard to kind of sit down and be like, okay, who is open on Monday and where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. And so Christina's gift me on Christmas was a coupon book of all these cafes and restaurants that are open on Monday. So the goal for us, the measurable goal, goal for us, was to spend more time together, to date more together. And how much, how many, how will I know when it's accomplished? Well, we set it for Monday. Now, we're obviously going to have dates here and there throughout the week, but that'll be kind of our our regular time together. And we're able to quantify that and measure that by creating those constraints and creating that time together.
1: Right. I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you to all those who brought in suggestions of all these places that uh, are open on Monday. And just a side note, if you ever do this, definitely check. Because there are a lot of restaurants and cafes that are open on the weekends but are not open on Monday. So Mm -hmm. there's just a little tidbit for you. (laughs) Okay, so we have... Covered the S and the M, so the specific and the measurable, and the next one, let's do the A, and that is attainable. So, when you are setting goals, you need to identify and list out your goals so you can make them happen. Or you can find out the places like, oh, I actually need to learn more about this or I need to grow in this area to meet the specifics or the requirements of actually attaining that goal. You can ask yourself, what attitudes, abilities or skills do I need to develop to be able to attain this goal? And also, I think a big one is what is the financial investment or aspect of um, trying to achieve this goal?
0: Yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, you know, I wanna go to the gym. I wanna I wanna have I wanna lose this amount of weight, I wanna do this and you go to the gym and you're like, Oh, actually it's actually quite expensive to do this. And, it
1: really is. <laughs> yeah, and then
0: you're like, Oh, I wanna do Peloton and you know, you do that and you're like, Oh, that's actually really expensive too
1: three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So then it's a matter of saying, Okay, well for you, Christina, I mean, it's it's a big thing. We bought a treadmill at one time because the gym memberships were really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh, well, let's buy a, a, a treadmill and let, let, let's buy a TRX and we'll just do this. And if we can do this for six months, then we're going to be in the bank. We're going to save all the money we used to spend on the gym. But what did you discover about yourself?
1: Oh, I hate working out at home.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: really, really do. I need to be in the environment of people, whether I know them or not. I need to just have people around me to be able to feel like I'm a part of something.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely the financial aspect that we measured and we weighed the cost of it. But when you think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, let's invest money into this equipment to not have it used. Right. And then to end up going back to the gym and then having to sell all that, it doesn't make any sense. So you need to really know yourself as well as you're setting goals and make sure that they're attainable rather than living in some lofty world.
1: So maybe the attitude I needed to learn was to be alone, <laughs> 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 to work out in my dark basement. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Or maybe it was that money isn't everything. And yeah, we might be $15, $20 paying more per month for this rather than a home gym, but this is actually going to allow the goal to be attainable by by not having that constraint and having another constraint Mm -hmm. instead. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, so for me, when I think about attainable goals, we talked about the whole idea of the dopamine rush when you announce that you're gonna be doing something, a goal that you're gonna be doing. And I talked about the whole idea about a book. Well, for me, the third book that I wrote is coming out next month, February Woo-hoo! 4th. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. I've been thinking about it and I was like, man, it's been a two-year baby, right? I mean, it's I've been working on it first started it February 2018. And when I think about the journey that I've been on, and even today, at the time of this recording, I was going through my notes in Evernote for the book, and I just kept on scrolling. Because when I planned out this goal, it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to write a book. No, it's, hey, there's this need. There's actually a a, a big issue going on that no one's really talking about. I looked at other books and I was like, is anyone else writing about this? And I just couldn't find that. I couldn't find that. And I was like, okay, well, something needs to be done. And, and then I was talking to my editor about it. And well, actually my editor heard my, me give a talk On the topic at a conference. And he was the one that was like, Hey, Daniel, you got to write this book. Mm
1: -hmm, Definitely.
0: So it was one of those things where I was like, Well, how am I going to write this book? How is this actually going to be a book? And with this being my third book, I was like, Okay, I really have to just chunk this up. I have to outline this. I have to set attainable goals. The goal can't just be one big checkmark box write the book. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big process to say, okay, write the proposal and write the chapter outlines. Okay, now here are the the outlines, here are the chapters, and you get feedback on that, right? There's that sense of a loop. And then I was like, okay, after I do that, well, how am I actually going to write this chapter? And how is there going to be cohesion in every chapter? And I had to think about that. And then I was like, okay, now I have this all plotted out, Okay, I need to get the book in by. I had a year from February. So it was like February or March 2019 is when I had to submit it. Okay, I'm starting it at this time. So how much time do I actually have for each chapter? Well, I have three weeks for each chapter. So what am I going to do with the three weeks for each chapter? Well, first week is going to be all research. Well, when am I going to do the research? So I would set out times when I was going to do that research and and then when that research had to be finished and when I actually had to start writing and when I had to actually be finished a chapter and go to the next one. Otherwise, you just kind of keep on editing, editing. And I'm one of those guys where I'm just writing and editing, writing, editing. I can't really just write and not do any editing. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where yeah if I were to set this goal of writing this book, I got the dopamine rush, my editor was like, "Yeah, Daniel, you have to write this. I could have just had this big, lofty goal, and maybe I would have procrastinated. Actually, I think the default for everyone is to procrastinate mm-hmm. unless that's you set easier way. <laughs> yeah, unless you set attainable goals so that that's kind of a long story short, how I broke up this what fifty thousand word book into a process, into really small attainable goals and how it's actually now going to be coming out in a month. Uh,
1: it's amazing. Are you going to share with us the title or what the <laughs> book is about? All we know so far is it's taken you two years yes. and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called so- the two-year
0: problem book. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called You Are What You Do and Six Other Lies About Work, Life, and Love.
1: Oh, Whoa! A little twist at the end. Yeah, you're like you are what you do. Wait, mm-hmm, <laughs> <laughs>
0: especially for all the Enneagram threes Christ. out there, it's not an Enneagram book, uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things where when I was examining this issue of what was going on in our society, it was really this issue of yeah, there are these half truths everywhere, and and these half truths aren't necessarily harmful, evil, and unjust. It's really actually quite subtle. These half-truths that I identified had this thing where they were mingling truth and falsehood with this deliberate intent to deceive. And in our day and age of fake news where half-truths are everywhere, these ones didn't actually seem that bad, which is actually why they were so deceptive. So in the book, I identified these seven lies and the half truths behind them and and what the truth is on the other side. So for example, the first lie is you are what you do, and the half truth is that what you do for work affects how you see yourself. Hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Obviously what we do for work affects how we see ourselves, but underneath the surface there's a lot going on that's deceiving and and it, it's actually quite mangled up underneath that the next one is you are what you experience uh, you are who you know you are what you know you are you who you raise i mean the lies just kind of keep on going on and on where and there's actually it's it's crazy the, these have truths that are kind of fueling it
1: <laughs> oh wow yeah yeah, oh, is my life a lie? <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah.
1: you are going to tell us more about it, right?
0: Yes, definitely. With the launch of the book being February fourth, we're actually going to be over the next few episodes breaking down and and really teasing out the lies the have truths and what the truth is on the other side for each and every one of them so next week we're going to be our whole episode is going to be about the lies that we believe about ourselves the week after that we're going to be talking about the lies that we believe about marriage and then we're going to be talking about the lies we believe about parenting and then on february 4th there's going to be this it's going to be a bonus episode because it's launch day so why not right <laughs> yeah,
1: and you'll get a and you get lot! <laughs> <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, yeah. obviously. I mean, I have been there since the beginning mm-hmm. of uh, this writing and of the book and even this idea. And I remember um, as you were putting proposal together, you were like, I don't know what people are going to think about this. Like, what if nobody picks this up? Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, I'm like, I need this book. As a parent, as a wife, as a friend, as an individual who really struggles with the the lie of you are what you do Mm -hmm. especially being in enneagram three and wanting to really achieve i'm like you need to write this book so i know the remedy for this because i need this and so i'm really really excited for you to share this book with our with our friends and our audience and um with i mean i got to read one of the perks of being married to the author i got to read (laughs) the the book beforehand and it is amazing so i can't wait for you to hear all about it
0: Awesome. Awesome. So before we go into the R, just a quick note. There is this whole month, there's a huge presale going on. If you pre-order the book, just go to daniellim.com slash UR to learn more about it or inbetween.org slash episode 81. If you actually order the book this month, you're going to get 50% off and get the ebook right away before the book's even launched. So all the details are going to be at daniellim.com slash UR.
1: And who doesn't want it first, right? (laughs) You could get your dopamine hit right then and there. (laughs) That's
0: right. That's right. All right. So R in the SMART goal acronym stands for relevant. So this is all about making sure your goals are relevant, not to someone else, not to what can get you the most likes on Instagram. It's no... Is the goal relevant to you? Is the goal relevant to those around you? Is the goal relevant to your life, to your work, to your family? In other words, is this goal and is the accomplishing of this goal in alignment with my family's values? Yeah, so the big thing about this is making sure that your goal is relevant. Otherwise... It's just going to fall off the radar because you even care about it. Yeah, because it
1: doesn't fit in anywhere.
0: Yeah. Everything else is going to be more important.
1: Mm -hmm. So I love um, this part of the goal, the relevancy, because as we were looking back and trying to think like, oh, what kind of example can we share with our friends and our podcast family about this? And so we were actually talking about how both you and I, when we were in premarital counseling, Uh, One of the objectives and one of the goals of it was to write uh, a family mission statement. So Mm -hmm. you and I came together and prayed about it and like, what do we want our family like you and I to bring to the world? What can we contribute? And so we came up with the fact that we wanted our families, specifically our home, wanted to be a safe haven. So for those who would come into our home, they would feel welcome. They would feel loved by us and loved by God and even as you and I would come into the home, that we would be excited to come home to each other and excited to walk into the door because we knew that it would be a safe place and a place of peace. Mm -hmm. So going on now, as we have had children and they are part of our family, this goal has continued on. It's been relevant to them as well because we want them to be able to enter our home after school, after a hard day, uh, maybe when they're feeling sad or angry, and just be able to come home and have a safe place to talk about it, a safe place to express their emotions, and to be able to express how they feel. And it's been really awesome and amazing to see them, even as our kids are growing older, that they want their friends to come over and to experience that as well. For For example, we just had a party and the kids had planned it for their friends to bless them to be able to serve them and they made cupcakes and they uh, chose all the menus and things like that just to be able to bless their friends and their families.
0: Yeah, and in that, they're reflecting the goal that we have for our family. And it's that relevant goal where we're saying, okay, in everything that we do as a family, let's make sure that it's in line with this. Let's create an environment. Let's create an ethos where even the creation of new goals that they're always going to be relevant because if someone comes up with a goal that's completely not relevant to our family, it's just going to feel odd. So how does it even, what does it even look like in your family and also at work for you to create these relevant goals in these environments so that everything's kind of values driven instead. All right, so that brings us to the last letter of our acrostic, which is time-based. And once again, all you got to do is go to inbetween.org slash episode 81 and you'll get a printable where everything we've talked about is going to be on there for quick reference and to set your goals too. All right, so time-based, what does that mean?
1: So your goal needs to have a time frame around it. Mm -hmm. So just to say, like we were talking about the weight, I guess that's something that's very popular, just to be like, I want to lose, you know, Five pounds and just like that, and not have an end date or an end goal to that actually makes it really, really difficult because then you're like, oh, five, I'll start tomorrow, or I'll eat this extra piece of cake because it's there, and then I'll start my diet next week, or so on and so forth. So, with no time frame tied to your goal, there's no sense of urgency. And when you don't have a sense of urgency, It doesn't really become relevant either, right? These other goals that we were talking about, the other ways that, you know, you're breaking down your goal, they just don't fit in. And it just honestly, you will not accomplish it. So when you anchor your goal with a time frame, like let's say, for example, by May 1st, then your conscious mind is beginning to work in that of like, oh, no, you need to reach that goal. So for example, you want to lose five pounds by May 1st when you are, you know, your friends bring over a piece of cake and you're like... No, I'm not going to do that because May 1st is coming really soon and I'm almost at my goal. No, I'll maybe save that for the day that I get an extra treat or something like that.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to the time based or or creating that time frame, setting that time frame for your goal, make sure to create these micro goals or a micro time frame as well. So for example, if it's January right now, to set a goal of losing five pounds by May 1st is not a good goal. It's not a good goal because it's too far away and you can just say, well, I'm gonna eat today and tomorrow I'm gonna start working out of this. It's just, it's too long, right? It's too long. But if you're like, okay, let's say your goal is to lose five pounds in five months and that's a pound a month. Well, there you go. You've set a micro goal. You can say, okay, my goal is now to lose a pound this next month. Okay, well, how do you then break that down into weeks, right? So a quarter of a pound uh, this first week and a quarter of a pound the next week and to make sure that you're actually creating forward movement and making sure that there's this timeline where you're not just procrastinating until the end or waiting until, okay, I'm just going to not think about it right now. And the last day I'll set eight hours and I'm going to work out for eight hours and hopefully I'll lose five pounds. Well, that's not, not healthy. And not eat or
1: drink anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Which honestly. Some of us will end up doing because we 're going to be obsessive compulsive on achieving that goal, but mixed up with procrastination it 's not a good recipe, even for me. I talked about it a little bit earlier this whole idea of a time frame for my book i mean honestly, I could have worked on the book more. And every single day, I have a Google alert. I have multiple Google alerts coming out on the different topics that I was writing on. And every single day, there's more research and there's more everything that goes on. And I could just keep on gathering and gathering and gathering. And I know about myself that my default is research and my default is amassing and accumulating and gathering that inputting all that data. So I really had to make sure, okay, if I'm going to hit my deadline for the book, which is... At the time after the book was submitted, the proposal and got all accepted and all finalized and wrote the contract, I probably had about seven months to write it. I couldn't wait. I couldn't do research for six months and then start writing. I had to like start yesterday in order to have enough time to get through that. So that's the whole importance around setting a timeline, breaking up your goals into micro goals, those micro objectives, making sure that they're smart And really, if you set your goals and you create goals around this smart acrostic, you're going to be able to achieve them. And 2020 is going to be a completely different year for you.
1: Maybe a completely different decade.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good.
1: So once again, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, that was so much amazing information. I want this smart acrostic to be able to work through my goals of reaching 2020 and beyond, but I just didn't have enough pen and paper to be able to write all this down as they were talking. Go to inbetween.org slash episode 81 and there will definitely be a printable and a place for you to write down all your goals and to have you know we talked about the smart but there was also other questions in that that will all be there for you and that is completely free so that is our gift to you in 2020
0: yeah and feel free to share that with your friends and your family including this episode too so they have some context and some color commentary around that too all you have to do is hit the share button on your podcast app or inbetween.org slash episode 81 and just share that with them. Next week on episode 82, we're going to be talking about the lies that we believe about ourselves and two in particular, because we're going to be talking about what we believe about ourselves, those lies in episode 82, episode 83, we're going to be talking about the lies we believe about marriage, episode 84, the lies that we believe about parenting and episode 85 being the launch day of my book. You are what you do, and six other lies about work, life, and love. It's going to be a bonus, gonna be lots of fanfare and fun. And if you want to take advantage of that pre-sale, that pre-order offer that's available this month, make sure to go to danielm.com/ur, and you'll actually get the book at fifty percent cost. And that's the print book, and you'll get the ebook immediately, so you'll be the first one to read it. So that's danielm.com/ur, and we will catch you next week.